0: This week on the show, our pop culture news, we talk about the series Schmigadoon and Fortune Cookies. It's the fourth week of August 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. My name is Linnea, and I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. Hello there. And Brian.
1: Good afternoon.
0: So let's start off by sharing our pop culture news. Who wants to go first? Well, no one's responding, so I'll go first. (laughs) Wait, did you want to say something? No, you go first. Okay, I've never gone first
2: before, so.
1: You've never gone first?
2: (laughs) No, I wait for someone else to do
0: it.
1: Now I need to go back and listen to all their shows.
2: (laughs) You have definitely gone first before, Linnea.
0: Okay, so my pop culture thing is that there's a My Little Pony movie coming out called Next Generation, and it's, like, 3D animated, and it looks kind of creepy.
2: Yeah, so My Little Pony Next Generation, it's, a, it's the newest installment as the show ended kind of recently, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't have any of, like, the original characters, it's just completely new people.
2: Yeah, it's like a whole new story or something.
1: So there's none of the original horses?
2: no. <laughs> Ponies, Dad. Or, oh,
1: ponies, sorry. It has ponies. 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 in the name. you're right. It does have pony in the name. I guess you can tell how big of a fan I am.
2: <laughs> so my pop culture thing is more of an update. A while ago, I talked about how Pokemon is releasing two new games, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is a remake of older games, and Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is a new game, an open-world Pokemon game. So now they have release dates, so the f- so Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is going to be out November 29th, 2021, and Pokemon Legends Arceus is going to be out January 28th, 2022. So the trailer for each of them showed us some new stuff, like the Brilliant Di- Diamond and Shining Pearl new trailer showed us what battles are going to be like, chimps are going to be like, what the animation is like, and I don't, I don't really like the animation that much Well, but, yeah, it looks kind of fun. And Pokemon Legends Arceus looks super cool. There's such a vast world. And some Pokemons, like, just look like they've been in the wilds for a while and haven't been taken care of.
1: Are these games on the Switch?
2: Yep, these are going to be on the Switch.
1: Okay, on the computer, too, or just Switch?
2: I mean, you can play all Switch games on the computer. You can? Yeah. I don't know how, but I, I know you can.
1: Okay, if you say so. I didn't know that. Alright, uh, my news, which you two may already know already, but the final trailer for Marvel's new movie The Eternals came out this week. Uh, the Eternals is one of their new Phase 4 movies. The movie it's actually going to be coming out on November 5th of this year. And up until now, they had some teaser trailers, and I don't know, they didn't really do much for me because I really don't know any of these characters or what they're about, but the latest trailer actually made it look semi-interesting, so now I'm now I'm curious and I'm kind of excited to see it now. This is the movie that I commented on a while ago that the uh, uh, last year's best director, Chloe Zhao, uh, was the director of this movie, so that's going to be kind of cool.
0: Now on to our main topic. This week we're talking about the six-episode series *Schmigadoon* on Apple TV. The show is a parody of and an homage to Golden Age musicals from the 1940s and 50s.
2: The show has an all-star cast, including Cecily Strong as Melissa Gimble and Keegan-Michael Key as Joss Skinner. Other cast members include Dove Cameron, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, Jane Krakowski, Fred Armisen, and Martin Short. Schmigadoon is about a couple going through relationship problems that
0: magically travel into the world of a 1940s musical. So what are your general thoughts on the show?
1: Well, I absolutely love the show. I thought it was fun. I thought it was wonderful. It cheered me up. It was silly. It was everything I want a cool show to be. I I really enjoyed it. It was like a summer treat for me.
2: I thought it was pretty good. It's not really a kid's show. It's more of an adult's show, so I... I didn't like it as much as someone like Dad would, <laughs> but yeah, it was fine. I liked the characters, I liked the relationship struggles, and I feel like every two episodes they ended with a different couple together. Yeah, I
0: really like this show, just because I'm such a big musical nerd person. I liked how it just casually made fun of like the like weird old musical tropes. Such as? Like, people just randomly starting to laugh after a song's ending, and they're like, okay, why are you sure. laughing? Nothing funny happened.
1: Or people just, I mean, just the idea of people breaking into song.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> and <laughs> they just kind of, they're suddenly able to just dance and sing perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, like, the main characters just kind of don't know what to do.
1: I think what I like about it is the people don't even really know they're doing it. No. <laughs> which is made clear at one point, so I think that's just brilliant.
2: They're like, we were singing? What? <laughs> Like when this one person is kind of a villain at one point, the one of the characters is like, "And I bet you're a Nazi too," and she's like, "Of course I'm a Nazi." So, what did you think of the main
0: couple, Melissa and Josh, and their relationship?
1: They were fine. We get little sprinkles of their backstory. To me, I guess the meat of the show is when they're in Schmigadoon in this alternate, funny universe. I didn't find the backstory maybe too engaging, other than it would just enlightened things that were happening in that episode and almost felt like, oh, we're going to write a little backstory here just to make this episode, you know, kind of to fit into what the episode was doing. If you saw all the backstory first and then saw everything in Schmigadoon, it probably wouldn't make as much sense. So I think sprinkling it throughout was helpful. I mean, I guess to me the the fun part of it was when they were in Schmegadune and trying to go through all the rigmarole of dealing with the people and the songs and trying to escape.
2: I thought that their relationship was pretty good. I liked more the relationship between Dr. Skinner and a different person later on. I don't really want to spoil it. I thought they were better together, but, I mean, that's just my <laughs> opinion. So. Evan had a different ship.
1: <laughs> yeah, about the relationships, yeah, they go through a lot of different relationships in this show. It's odd because I could see Josh, so Keegan Michael Key's Josh, I could actually see him with a few other people, but I couldn't really see uh, Cecily Strong's character, uh, Melissa, with other people. I don't know; it was just weird. Like I, it just didn't work for me, like her and and the doctor or something. I, I just I didn't feel like they were really. Yeah, connected. me too. <laughs> but it's weird because I really, I really thought, oh, Josh would actually be a yeah, good connection I really like for the, the for the school mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like those too. Well, yeah, for me at least, uh, they, Melissa and Josh were my favorite relationship.
1: The funny thing is, of course, and this is probably poking fun at musicals. It's just how quickly things can come and go. You know, you're watching a musical and people are suddenly in love, and then they're suddenly not, and then they're suddenly back together, and and it all happens so fast. Mm-hmm. and in this show it's kind of the same thing where they're falling in and out of and i'm doing air quote love with people and then by the end of the episode they might not be or it's different and being the show being what it is you know you know that they're gonna end up back together again at the end right that's just kind of a given but i mean there were points when i i felt sorry for some of the other characters like yeah. oh i'm in love and then you know two episodes later oh we're not in love <laughs> but I, but i'm thinking to myself oh that would really be sad except they're They're happy about it. It's just, it's kind of a funny take. It it makes me wonder, I don't know, it's just so funny. Again, you know, I I like the whole idea. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. Uh, Part of me thinks, you know, oh, I would be really sad if, you know, if I was, I'd be heartbroken after doing all these dance numbers and songs with some special someone that you said you loved. And then a few hours later, you don't. But, you know, that's just kind of the way that musicals operate and they're in this world. Where they're in a musical, and that's just the way it operates. So, yeah, you just got to gotta go with it.
0: Yeah, everyone is very accepting of their fate. They're just like, oh, you love someone else? That's cool.
1: <laughs> Nothing like real life. Uh,
0: so what did you think of the songs and musical numbers?
1: I loved pretty much all the songs and musical numbers. There was only one or two that didn't really work for me that well. I mean, some of the standouts. Well, the kids can attest I've been walking around the house singing some <laughs> yeah. of these songs. I've been singing uh, the Corn Pudding song. I've been singing the "Cross That Bridge" song. Those are probably the two that stick out the most. I think my favorite one is probably that "Cross the Bridge" song. I'm I'm always humming that. That
0: one's pretty catchy.
1: Yeah, there are some really good songs, and I think you know, for as much as the show is making fun of some of the tropes of these and and the sound, you know, it sounds like those old musicals. But I think I mean they actually are really. One songs mm-hmm. and they're catchy. You know they didn't just throw these off. I mean there was a lot of thought put into these. You can tell.
2: I really liked that strife and tribulation song. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I really liked the corn pudding song. I like the uh, main like schmigadoon theme. I like the cross that bridge song, and those are really the only three that I can remember. <laughs> I like the last end song that Josh and Melissa sing together too.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Is that a spoiler?
0: <laughs> well, if I don't tell them what it's about. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, that one was that one was cute.
2: I mean, it is kind of obvious that they'll end up together at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's a musical.
1: There's the Enjoy the Ride song and it's various parts where Melissa is is kind of hooking up with the the town rapscallion. Carney, The Carney guy. You know, there's that uh Enjoy the Ride and and then at the same time that it's kind of the same the same tune, but different words. Where uh, where Keegan Michael Key's character Josh is is out on a picnic with the the young woman whose age is indeterminate, and he's <laughs> he's really not sure if or if he should be there with her at all or not because he he keeps trying to determine how old she is, and and there's all these subtle references to to probably how not old she is. <laughs> But but she keeps <laughs> acting like she's old It's just, it's so bizarre And it, it, and it, it's a throwback to When you have adults playing teenage characters and, and you just You look at them and say Are they really a teenager? How old are they? I'm not, <laughs> you know They look old but they're Wait, how old
2: are they? It's like when, when they were having a picnic She said, oh look, the tree my dad planted The day I was born It's like a really small tree
1: Right, yeah, it's, it's maybe only five feet tall, and you're looking at it going, okay, really. Uh.
2: What did you think of the
0: set design?
1: I loved how bright and Technicolor it, and it was. What's that?
0: I like to like saturated and colorful. Yeah, that.
1: they filmed it all in about an area of a football field. They had it. They had an actual set, and yeah, the trees were all kind of fake trees, <laughs> and there was a stream. And they had they built all this stuff, and it's just it looks. It looks amazing like it looks like a set that you would see on a theater stage but but they're they're there and it, yeah, i thought it was it really lent itself to the show to the feel of it
0: yeah when i first saw the trailer for this show i was kind of confused just because like everything in the background looks so like obviously fake and <laughs> i was like wait okay what but then I realized, oh, they're in a musical, and then I realized like everything's supposed to kind of look fake and look like a set design.
1: One thing that surprised me, at one point when they're trying to go across the bridge, cross that bridge, and uh, and they see the town kind of in front of them and behind them, mm-hmm. right? so to me it seemed like the size of this place was limited, but then yet yeah. in some of the later episodes they're driving a car yeah. for quite a ways, so I'm wondering... You know, and they're talking about going to places like New York. So so I wasn't quite sure of the size. I I thought that like maybe they were trapped in just this real small area, but yet uh, other times it seemed like they could roam far afield. So I was a little confused about the actual size. I well, think
0: it's just that the bridge is like a portal. And like
1: the, oh, okay. there's like
0: a whole world beyond it, but the bridge is just this one specific place that they can get back to their real world from.
2: And all the times they talk about going to, like, faraway places or they take a car ride to different places. There's always a character who doesn't realize they're in a musical and it's, like, actually part of that world.
1: Well, I think none of them really realize they're in a musical, (laughs) which is kind of the the charm of the show. I mean, the only people who realize it that they're not are Megan and Josh.
2: Exactly. That's what I mean. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: Melissa. I keep calling her (laughs) Megan? I'm sorry. (laughs) Megan. Listen, Josh.
2: All the people in Schmigadoon who don't realize that they're in a musical can go past the town borders and stuff.
0: Did you like the background characters? Pete. We all liked Pete. Pete.
2: Poor, poor Pete.
0: (laughs) Got hit with a cannon, got hit with a shotgun. Yeah, and all the various songs. Pete is always just getting injured in the background.
2: (laughs) Probably got some boiling corn pudding dumped on his head.
1: (laughs) I think the ensemble was good. At one point, uh, Melissa comments about how culturally diverse the town is, which is just—it's funny because there's people there from every walk of life and and all ethnicities, and it's—you know—you would never see that in an old 1940s and 50s musical, but yet here they are. And Mm I, I think that that's really a fun, kind of a, a breaking the trope in a way, or or, it's not really making fun of it, but it's but it's playing up the diversity and i th- i think that was really a fun standout is that no matter what you had in any scene it seemed like there was always some someone from a different ethnicity than uh, other than just white so
2: though mm-hmm. the uh, weirdest character in the whole show for me was that one elf that random elf the leprechaun the leprechaun the leprechaun yeah why is he there the, well the leprechaun
0: appears to tell them how to get across the bridge and back into their world.
2: I know, but it's just like, in this whole human world, there's just a random leprechaun. It's a magical (laughs) world.
1: Yeah, the weird thing about the show, to me, is that there are these, in in the main credits, you have stars, like, for example, Martin Short, who plays that leprechaun, and he's only (laughs) in the, it's a six-episode series, and he's only in it for about three minutes, and that's it. You never see him again. And then Jane Krakowski... We were on episode five and, we, and she was always in the main <laughs> credits and they're like, well, where, where is she? You know, and then she finally shows up or whatever. And I suppose with such a limited series, it's only six episodes that, that you only have a few minutes for each person. I don't know. I just found that odd that they're always listed in the, in the credits, but they're, on, they're only in it for a real tiny yeah. amount of time.
2: They're too
0: expensive to have in it for a while. So that kind of leads to the next question. So, what did you think of the pacing of the show? And did you think six episodes was enough to tell the whole story?
2: I think that it was a fine amount. Maybe a episode or two more could have been a bit better. But I'm not. I don't know, because we were like we were at like the fourth or
0: fifth episode, and I was like, "Geez, there's only two episodes left. How are they gonna wrap this all up?" Because it seems like there's still so many things left like hanging.
1: I felt the pacing of the first few episodes is really good. I felt the pacing of the last few episodes was really fast. Yeah, I'm glad that there were only six episodes. I don't think I would want it to be drawn out any more than it was. But I think maybe the middle could have been shortened and then the end could have been expanded a little Mm. because it felt really rushed at the end.
2: The final minutes of the last episode were just so much happened. It's it's hard to list everything.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of daylight breaking a lot of people getting their comeuppance or a lot of people learning their lesson and all happened in the last you know 10 minutes or <laughs> yeah. so so it was really quick but again maybe that's how the musicals worked
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean that does seem to be how a lot of musicals end <laughs> so would you recommend watching the show to other people
2: not many people at my age would enjoy the show like i said earlier
1: i'd recommend it i i thought it was really fun i Again, the tunes were catchy. I thought the cast was great. I, to me, the standout star was, was Cecily Strong. I think she just nailed it. Keegan Michael Key is good. He's always good and stuff. I felt I, I almost wish that there was a little more of him. He, he felt very reserved to me. Another standout was the school marm. I think she was she was one of the singers in uh, Hamilton, right? And yes. She was great. So, But yeah, Cecily Strong, I think, really stood out to me. I loved her character. I think the show kind of rests on her shoulders, and mm-hmm. she carried it with great strength. I mean, she she pulled it off. I totally believed that...
0: Her last name is Strong.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> and she has an awesome voice, and it, I like how she would just interweave herself into the
0: songs. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, if I was in her shoes, I wouldn't be able to just randomly start singing and make up rhymes and stuff.
1: Yeah, except that that's all part of the musical, right? Yeah. You hear the music playing and you just kind of go with it and, and the words just come to you, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd recommend watching this show. I think a lot of people in my friend group would love it because we're all obsessed with musicals. So I think it's good for people who like musicals because you can understand more of the like inside jokes about theater and stuff, whereas people who don't, who haven't really seen a lot of musicals might not get a lot of the jokes that are being made.
1: Yeah I could I could see it. If you're not into musicals then yeah this show probably is is not for you. Yeah. But if you understand those old style musicals like The Music Man and The Sound of Music and Oklahoma and all those all those wonderful old kind of musicals, yeah, then this is right up your alley cuz it it pokes fun of it, but but it's also kind of a loving tribute to them.
2: I really like that pastor who's kind of the villain of the show.
1: The, you mean the guy or his wife? His wife. Oh, yeah, okay. Mildred. Yeah. So Kristen Chenworth's character. I have to say, normally I don't like Kristen Chenworth. I, I kind of find her voice a little grating to me. But in this role, she was perfect because that's the kind of character she was playing. Uh, I read an interview with her where she actually had the costume designers make her costume too tight so that she would be uncomfortable in it to help her character be uncomfortable all the time. Um, and she said that that was good for the first few episodes, but by the end of the series, she was, she really regretted having asked for that because <laughs> it was really hard for her to move around, and especially during her, her big standout number, which she did a great job in, but it was really hard to do that because her costume was so like inflexible. <laughs> mm.
0: So do either of you have any questions?
1: Okay, yeah, so I have a question. So the show, I don't want to give away spoilers, but so I'm just going to keep this general. Do you think there's going to be a second season?
0: Oh, yeah. So they were talking about making a second season to this show. And, <laughs> I mean, I'd like a second season, but I just don't know what it would do because we wrapped up this whole story and, like, what more is there to explore?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm i am almost thinking I would like this to just be a one-off show. Mm-hmm. I liked the six episodes. I wish there would have been just a little bit more of an actual ending then if it yeah. if it was only going to be one season uh, because it was a little, I, mean, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it was a little tiny bit open-ended, mm-hmm. um, which I suppose they do if they're going to do a second season. But I, I almost think, I mean, as much as I would love to see this world again, as much as I would love to see these characters again, as much as I would love to hear more silly Songs, I almost think one season would have just been perfect, and they could have just left it at that. So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: So, has it been confirmed that they're making a second season? I
1: have no idea. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. I think it would just be better if they kept it. Kept it with one season. How would you rate *Swigadune* on a scale of one to twenty-three?
2: <laughs> on a scale of one to twenty-three, I would give it. You
0: kind of have to what's figure out the middle out. <laughs> of twenty three. Or what's
2: it Eleven point
0: five.
1: Eleven point five. I'm gonna give it uh I'll give it an eighteen. I liked it. I thought it was fun. The music was catchy. I I've been if you look at my Spotify list you'll see that I've added some songs. Um <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. I I'll definitely watch it again. If I if I ever just want something light and silly and fun to watch, yeah, I'm gonna throw on Schmigadoon. It, it was fun.
0: I think I'll give it a 20 out of 23. I really enjoyed watching it. It It's just, it's kind of fun to just have on in the background while you're doing stuff.
2: I'll give it a 13. It had really good music, but otherwise it's not really a (laughs) show for kids my age. Yeah, that's fair.
1: All right, there we go. Schmigadoon.
0: Sometimes I just forget how young Evan is. Like, I'm just so used to thinking about him as being someone my age that I'm like, oh, wait, you're actually
2: 11. <laughs> I do act your age.
1: All right, so now we have time to move on to...
2: Fortune cookie. Cookie <laughs> fortunes?
0: My fortune is that your present plans are going to succeed.
2: So you're going to succeed with your plans right now. I mean, I don't know what plans those would be. I mean, like, not dying in high school. Hey, the plan that we just made up is to have the Loud House movie as our next step. So so I guess we should succeed in doing that. Oh, we're doing that next. <laughs> so mine is, I'm just going to read this in a voice so like we're having conversation. Don't scrap everything. See what you can salvage. All right.
1: So mine, I got a first here. I opened my fortune and there was nothing in it. It was just an empty fortune cookie. So I did an internet search what happens when you open a fortune with nothing in it and it says that that's good fortune because the fortune cookie fairy owes you a fortune. So
2: I didn't even know there was a fortune so cookie fairy.
1: I didn't either. So apparently I have good luck for this week. I don't know.
2: It's probably a relative of the tooth fairy. Here we
1: go. Alright, so fortune cookie fairy if you're out there. I'm, I'm ready for my... Additional fortune.
0: (laughs) You forgot his cookie fortune. How
2: dare you, fortune fairy!
0: All right, so that wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find this on the web at lunchboxreaction.net and on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Linnea. Bye.
2: I'm Evan. Bye.
1: (laughs) And I'm Brian, and we'll catch you next week at the lunch table.